the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Compulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. I hope everyone on the roads here in Houston, Texas is being safe. We're coming to you live today from the KKHT studios. And as always, it is a pleasure and an honor to be with you. Let's go to prayer. Father God, we just uh, come to you today with such gratitude on our hearts. You are such a wonderful, loving God. We, We thank you for your forgiveness, for your grace, and for calling us out of the darkness and into your marvelous light. Father, we just... uh are here today to hopefully touch someone's heart out there. I hope these words are yours and not mine, and they touch somebody's heart and have them turn them their eyes to you. Their ears are open, and they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. All right, so we're going to talk about contrast today, because the Bible really is a book about contrast. Uh, it's a contrast between the darkness, the evil, the enemy, and the light that is offered by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, as the Gospel of John starts, is the light that comes into the world, and the darkness cannot overcome it. So in First Peter 2.9, talks about, as we just heard, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous or wonderful light, depending on the trend, on the translation. And what a wonderful thing, you know, and that's something that I have lived because I was once in darkness. And uh, when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, everything changed. And that's why I'm here on the radio, because I want people out there to know they don't have to live in bondage. And people are in bondage, you know, uh, the song, I love that song, Break Every Chain. It doesn't just, it doesn't just apply to to addiction you know the song says that jesus can break any chain and that's true you may be suffering from depression you may be suffering from anger you may be suffering from uh just resentment there's all kinds of trials and tribulations we go through in this life you know at church the other day i asked a question and i thought if i asked it this way who's gone through trials and tribulations this year Everyone in the church would answer, would raise their hands. But I asked this week, and I think it was about 95% that raised their hands. 
because we do go through difficulties and, and there's a lot of conflict in our society. So I want to I want to talk to you today about I'm going to read two letters and one is from the enemy or our disease. Um, and again, this is probably um, you may not be suffering from addiction, but you know someone that is. And this letter is true. And then another one that I'm going to tell you a little bit more about which is a letter from God that a man got in prison anonymously years ago, and it changed his life. And I want you to look at the contrast, the darkness of one, the hatred of one, and and the light and the love and the uplifting character of the other letter, because I think these accurately represent who the two opposing forces are. And you have a choice out there, and your friends and relatives that are in bondage right now, they have a choice. Which voice are they going to follow? Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. Um, and I believe that in order to get a recovery, to get the full restoration that God wants for you, you've got to have a spiritual awakening, whatever you're suffering from. So let's go to the first letter. And this letter says, hello, just in case you forgot me, I am your disease. I hate meetings. I hate higher powers. I hate anyone who has and works a program. To all in c- come in contact with me, I wish you suffering and I wish you death. Allow me to introduce myself. Now, if anybody just tuned in, I'm reading a letter from, from the disease. This is not me saying this. This is a letter from the disease. I am the disease of addiction. I am cunning, baffling, and powerful. I have killed millions. Boy, isn't that true? We're in the middle of a pandemic, and there's a pandemic that's existed in our world for centuries, and it's addiction. And there's a vaccine, and his name is Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm getting away from the letter. I have ruined the lives of millions more, and I am pleased. I love to catch you by surprise. I love pretending that I am your friend and lover. You know, the Bible tells us that the, again, I'm breaking away from the letter for a second, a little commentary. The Bible tells us that the devil masquerades as an angel of light, and boy, does he. We think these things are going to be so fun. It's going to be fun to drink, and it's going to be fun to drink, and it's going to be fun to drink until it's not so fun anymore as we begin to overdrink and not control it and and now we're isolated and alone and having problems and all kinds of problems so i love to catch you by surprise i love pretending that i am your friend and lover i have given you comfort haven't i we all seek that comfort and addiction wasn't i there when you were lonely and again if you're just tuning in i'm reading a letter from disease to contrast this letter from god that i'm going to read in a minute when you wanted to die didn't you call on me and didn't i answer i was there I love to make you hurt. I love to make you cry. Better yet, I love to make you so numb that you, can, that you can neither hurt nor cry. I love to help you give up and feel helpless when you can't feel anything at all. That is my true gratification. And all that I ask from you is long-term suffering and lonely despair. Uh, what a terrible thing, and it's so true. Again, I'm reading from a letter from from uh, the enemy to or your disease or your addict, whatever you particularly want to call it to you anyone in bondage having a when things went wrong i was there to agree with you about how unfair life is and how blameless you are for anything that happens to you i was the only one who would crawl down into the slimy paralysis of self-pity and wallow around with you there people don't take me seriously and while this still wounds my pride i don't really mind it because it so strongly serves my purpose people take strokes heart attacks diabetes and aids seriously the fools Without my help, those diseases would not even be possible for many people. I am such a hated disease, and yet I do not come uninvited. We don't take it seriously, and we, we're so deep in addiction before we realize 
and before we can come to the place where we can admit, come to our senses, as the prodigal son did, admit that we have a problem. Okay, again, I'm reading a letter from, from the disease to contrast it with a letter from God that I'm going to read in just a minute. You choose whether or not to have me active in your life. Doesn't that prove how powerful and cunning I am? So many choose me over reality and hope, even while they say they hate me. But more than you hate me, I hate all of you who have embraced recovery. Your refusal to invite me in, your program, your meetings, your higher power, your God, all of these things weaken and disgust me, and I can't function in the manner I'm accustomed to. So now I must lie here, quietly waiting. Oh, you may not see much of me anymore, but I am here, and I have all the time in the world to wait for you. Isn't that so true? The devil is out there like a roaring lion, just waiting and looking for someone to devour. When you only exist, I may live. When you live, I only exist, but I am here. And until we meet again, if we meet again, I wish you misery and death, just as I have always done and always will do. Most sincerely, your disease, the enemy, the devil. All right. So I just was having fears as I read that, that someone would think I was saying that to people. But that was a letter from uh, the enemy and how he feels about us. And it contains so much truth about how we don't take it seriously until it's just too late, until he's got us, until he's got us hooked, until we're way down the road of problems and heartache and, and how he masquerades as an angel of light. Oh, you know, you think you had a tough day at work. If Just wait till I get off. Or maybe you've got a bottle in your, you think you're a functioning addict and you've got a bottle in your desk. Nobody will know. You cover up with mints or whatever until he's just got you hooked. He's just got you hooked. And again, I may be speaking to many people out there that have never had this problem, but you almost certainly know someone that does. And one of the purposes of this program is to help you deal with those people. I'm going to read the, a, a different letter now, and it's a, a letter from God, and it has a very, very different character. Let me give you a little background about this. This is a letter from a man that a man received. He was in prison. And by the way, I've been getting a couple of letters from, from some people, my brothers in Christ, that are in prison. Jesus Christ has reached into prison and touched their hearts, and I welcome these letters. Um a letter from a man uh, asked about some reentry programs, and uh, one of the great reentry programs here in in Houston is called the Crosswalk Center. Uh, Pastor Charles Anderson has been on this program several times. He's a wonderful man of God, and this program helps to reintegrate prisoners into society. Helps them um, with a period of you know some counseling, some some. Uh, lots of Jesus and 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 some, provides helps them get housing, some temporary housing, and then transition into some more permanent housing. Helps them get jobs with second chance employers. It's not easy. People find Christ. Jesus is in those prisons. I see it over and over again. And it transforms their lives. And but they have a hard time when they come out because people can't see on the inside that they really have changed. And this man wrote me a very sweet letter, the last letter I got. And he said he didn't hold any grudges. He got what I would consider a ridiculously harsh sentence, but he didn't hold any grudges. You know, Jesus, one of the central themes of the Bible is forgiveness. And he obviously had it in his heart. He wanted a place to transition. Another place that can help you is Cool Ministries. My friend, Pastor Boyd, just a wonderful man, Boyd Harrell. And... um 
Pastor Boyd has uh, meetings for for pe- both people in addiction and for for people transitioning, and tr- and he works with the parole board, and he's very well respected. He goes into prisons, and you may have met him in there if you're listening to me, and and you're in prison now. I welcome your letters, by the way. You can write me at two forty West Eighteenth Street, our 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 church, uh, Houston, Texas seven seven zero zero eight. It's two forty West Eighteenth Street, Houston, Texas seven seven zero zero eight. Or you can, of course, this probably is not good for prisoners, but if you're listening to this program and you know somebody that needs help, either transitioning back into society or help with an addiction problem, whether it's alcohol, drugs, gambling, pornography, sex addiction, whatever it is, please email me at Pastor John, J-O-N, Pastor John, J-O-N, at nccgreaterheights.org. Pastor John at nccgreaterheights.org. I would love to try to help you find a free faith-based program or ministry that can help you with whatever you're dealing with. There are many people that one of the blessings of this program is meeting all the people that are are doing kingdom work, and they all need volunteers. So if you're listening to this program and you want to get involved in a ministry and you want to help some people, please email me, pastorjohn at nccgreaterheights.org. All right, so... Uh, let's, let's go to a break, uh, real quick, and then we'll get back to this love letter from God. In John chapter five, Jesus asked the paralyzed man, do you want to be healed? He'd been laying there helpless for 38 years. This is pastor John Allworth of new covenant church, greater heights. And I want to invite you to our Sunday night services. We're a Bible based spirit filled, non-denominational recovery church. You might say, well, I'm not in recovery. Well, not so fast. We are all recovering from something. It might be alcohol or drugs, or it might be depression, anxiety, anger, relationship issues, resentment, or shame and guilt over past mistakes. I ask you, do you want to be healed? Do you need a move of God in your life? The Bible is a book about recovery, and there is a vaccine. His name is Jesus Christ. We worship at 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street, 77008. If you believe in the transformative power of a relationship with Jesus Christ, join us Sunday nights in the Heights. I would love for you to join us. I would love to meet you. We're a welcoming, loving, encouraging church. We welcome everybody and anybody. And, you know, we also need mature Christians because um, to di- help disciple people. And, you know, we're, we are to imitate Christ. What did Christ do? He walked around the earth healing people. He walked around the earth offering hope to people who, who were down. You know, he welcomed everyone into his kingdom, and he still does. And so if you want to get closer to God, how could you get not get closer to God if you're helping, you know, accomplish the Great Commission? That's So we've got outreach ministries. We're involved in prison ministries. We're involved in the Open Door Mission, which takes in, in uh, addicted and, and homeless men. I'm on the board of directors, proud to be, and, and uh, we, we take in addicted and, and uh, homeless men and take them through a program that ends up getting them medical care, dental care, job training, resume building, uh Get some a GED if they don't have one. Uh, get some uh, resume. To, teaches them, uh, you know, how to use a computer. Uh, get some housing when they get out, and just as importantly, get them a job so they can, uh, you know, be a productive citizen when they get out. We had a gala at the Marriott Hotel who has hired the Marriott Marquis. Stay there if you need to stay downtown. Hired thirty six graduates of the Open Door Mission, and you know these people are these guys are now 
earning a living and and the most important thing from my perspective about the open door mission is they start every day in church i had the honor to preach there last sunday morning so it's a wonderful program okay so back to this letter this is a powerful letter and if you want a copy of it after you hear it uh people a couple people I, I on my other radio show the transformative power of christ which is on mondays at five thirty, i got some requests for this letter because it is powerful it's all scripture and the situation is, there's a guy in prison, and I know this man very well, and he never got an email. And mail is a big deal in prison. And um, so he never got an email, and he kind of slunk to the back of the room when they called the mail. And, you know, this went on for weeks and weeks, if not months. And then finally one day they called his name. And, you know, he walked up to the front, excited, and I'm sure trying to play it cool, but he walked up to the front, and it was an anonymous letter. Never to this day does he know who sent this letter. And so he opened it up, and there was a preamble to it, and it said, The words you are about to read are true. They will change your life if you let them, for they come from the heart of God. He loves you, and he is the Father you have been looking for all of your life. This is his love letter to you. So if you're listening to me and you're in prison, whether you're in a physical prison, um, you're incarcerated, or whether you're in a prison of bondage from alcohol, drug abuse, pornography, whatever it might be. This is how God feels about you. He doesn't condemn you. He wants you to come out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. And so I'm going to read this letter now, again, this anonymous letter. And this is in such contrast, the darkness of the letter I read from the enemy or the disease, the thing that holds people in bondage. And this letter from God, how he felt about this prisoner who was in prison lonely. He was isolated from his family. He never got any letter. My child, you do not know me, but I know everything about you. Psalm 139.1. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. Psalm 139.2. I'm familiar with all your ways. Psalm 139.3. Each line in this letter is, is, is scripture, uh, is in scripture. You can look it up. Even the hairs on your head are numbered, Matthew ten twenty nine, For you were made in my image, Genesis one twenty seven. In me you live and move and have your being, Acts seventeen twenty eight. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived, Jeremiah 1, 4 and 5. I chose you when I planned creations. It's so cool. Ephesians 1, 11 through 12. You were not a mistake, for all your days are written in my book. Psalm 139, I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. Isn't that amazing? Acts 17, 26, you were one of the favorite scriptures. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, 14, I knit you together in your mother's womb. Psalm 139, 13, and brought you forth on the day you were born. Psalm 71, 6. I have been misrepresented by those who don't really know me. John eight forty one through 44. Isn't that true? God is so often misrepresented. I am not distant and angry, but I am the complete expression of love. 1 John four sixteen, And it is my desire to lavish my love on you. 1 John 3, 1. Simply because you are my child and I am your father. 1 John 3, 1. I offer you more than any earthly father ever could. Matthew seven eleven. For I am the perfect Father, Matthew five forty eight. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, James one seventeen. For I am your provider, and I meet all your needs, 
Matthew six thirty one through 33. I'm reading a love letter from God that a prisoner received that changed his life. My plan for you, your future, has always been filled with hope, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. because I love you with an everlasting love, Jeremiah 31, 3. My thoughts towards you are countless as the sand on the seashore, Psalm 139, and I rejoice over you with singing, Zephaniah three seventeen. I will never stop doing good to you, Jeremiah thirty two forty one. I am your treasured possession, Exodus 19, 5. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, Jeremiah 32, 3. And I want to show you great and marvelous things, Jeremiah 33, 3. If you can hear my voice, this is how God the Father feels about you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter where you find yourself this afternoon, this is how God feels about you. He wants you to come to repentance. He wants you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and he wants to have this love affair with you. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Deuteronomy 4.29 Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 39.4 For it is I who gave you those desires. Philippians 2.13 I am able to do more for you than you can possibly imagine. Ephesians 3.20 For I am your greatest encourager. 2 Thessalonians 2.16 I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. Isn't that true? Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. God is so close to the brokenhearted when we let him be. Psalm thirty-four, eighteen. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. Isaiah forty, eleven. One day, one day, I will wipe every tear from your eyes. Revelation 21, 3 through 4. And I'll take away all the pain that you have suffered on this earth. Revelation 21. I am your father, and I love you, even as I love my son, Jesus. John 17, 23. For in Jesus, my love to you is revealed. John 17, 26. He is the exact representation of my being. Hebrews 1, 3. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you. Romans eight thirty one, And to tell you that I am not counting your sins. 2 Corinthians five eighteen. His death was the most ultimate expression of my love for you. 1 John 4.10 Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. 2 Corinthians 5.18-19 I gave up everything that I loved that I might gain your love. Romans 8.31-32 And nothing, nothing will ever separate my love from you again. That's so true when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Romans eight thirty eight through 39. Come home. I love this one. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party that heaven has ever seen. Luke fifteen seven. That Luke says, all heaven will rejoice when one sinner comes to repentance. That's such a beautiful chapter with the parable of the, the lost coin, the parable of the lost sheep, and the parable of the prodigal son. I just love Luke chapter 15. I have always been father, and I will always be father. Ephesians three fourteen through 15. Here's how it closes. Two more verses. My question is, will you be my child? John 1, 12 through 13. I am waiting for you. Luke 15, 11 through 32. Love your dad, almighty God. That is such a powerful letter. It just takes scripture and it just goes through how God really feels about us and about the relationship he wants to have with us. Each and every one of us 
no matter where you are tonight, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, God stands there ready to accept you into his kingdom, ready to forgive you. You know, there's no sin other than the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that God can't forgive. I don't care what, you know, Moses was a murderer. Saul became Paul and spread the gospel throughout, you know, to the Gentiles. Most of the people listening to my voice right now. You know, he was a persecutor of Christians. I'm taking letters to Damascus so that he could uh, come back and, and, and imprison Christians, kill Christians. God used him in a mighty way. And, you know, the thing about it is, the irony about it is, is, is the far, further we fall, the more God can ultimately use us. Because the more powerful testimony we have, we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And when we can w- walk through something and walk out of it and come out of the darkness and into his marvelous light, and God can use us in mighty ways because we can relate to people because we've been there. I once heard it said that, those that are really spiritual have been to hell and, and back as opposed to those that are religious. So God wants to reach out to you tonight, wherever you are or whoever you, you know that is suffering in bondage. He wants to reach out to them right now. Today is the day of salvation. He wants to bring them out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. He's waiting for us. You know, that letter changed this man's life. He now has a ministry. He now has a successful business. He's reconciled with his family. We serve a God of restoration. You know, we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.